This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Hey there, hot doggers. We just wanted to pop in and give you the heads up that we're taking a short, sweet little summer break. That's right, but fear not because we'll be back in a few weeks, rejuvenated, well-rested, and ready to dive back into the world of nitpicking nacho strategies and pitting fast food titans against each other. So stay tuned for more food debates coming your way soon. Yeah, and in the meantime, make sure to check out our Mythical Kitchen YouTube channel. We got a plethora of chaotic cooking videos and existential celebrity interviews to satisfy all your cravings, except for milk dud cravings. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in and leaving us voicemails throughout the year. We love you. I want milk duds now. I love milk duds. I give you little keys. <laughs> Just Good a little job. keys. Good job. Do you oh, like sorry. the little keys? Good little boys. Oh, yes. Little <laughs> keys. Little keys for you. <laughs> hey, Nicole, what's your favorite kind of fried chicken? Okay, well, I'm a Nashville hot sun, Karagi moon, and schnitzel rising. I thought you were a Gemini. This, this is, is a hot, hot dog, dog is a sandwich. sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Anaiti. And we're internet chefs over at the Good Mythical Morning and Mythical Kitchen YouTube channels. That's and when right. we are not Dorito-crusting fried chicken... We're in these seats, Nicole, and we are breaking down the world's biggest food debates. You are correct. No lies detected. Except I don't think we've ever made Doritos fried chicken ever. We're saying that we've made Funyun crusted bloomin' onions. Correct. We've made Doritos crusted calzones. Correct. We've made a lot of flaming hot Cheeto fried chicken. We've done a lot of that. We've done blue Takis fried chicken. Oh God, what a nightmare. You did, yeah. Those are blue <laughs> Takis are a sin against God. I yeah, think this disgusting. time we're coming out as a theistic podcast. Sure, here. sure. Uh, there is a food god, and she does not like. Like blue Takis fried chicken. Um, you made salt and vinegar potato chip. That's right. When oven I, fried chicken. When I was in my house during during the pan, pandy. Yeah, you guys remember when the pandy <laughs> was the pandy. thing? That was wild. <laughs> Anyways, today's the first time, Nicole, that we're doing something very controversial. Is it the first time? It's the first time. No, we're, we're taking countries and cultures that all their very proud food traditions that are all mm -hmm. beautiful, and we've decided to just pit them against each other. We said we'd never do this. But then we ran out of podcast ideas. I don't think I've never said I would never do this, but I'm really excited <laughs> to do it because my heart and soul, I don't have an answer off the bat. And I didn't want to I didn't want to come in here with an answer. I wanted to go on this expedition <laughs> with you hand in hand to find out actually what is the best fried chicken in the world. I agree because fried yeah. chicken is one of the most universal foods out there. Very much We've so. We've talked about if an alien landed right, in the United States because they would choose the United States to land in because they're like, well, they got America. the most Chipotles per capita <laughs> and we're going to land there. But, like, what would you feed somebody to represent the entire breadth of the world? And to me, fried chicken is, like, the most universal food. Wow. You talk about rice, you talk about noodles, all that. 
of course, not everybody in the world eats meat. That's but true. like damn near every single country has some sort yeah. of fried chicken tradition. And I think it's beautiful. Sure. Yeah. Me I too. think we should go through all of the countries okay. and decide once and for all who <laughs> reigns supreme in the world of fried chicken. Okay. Sounds and again, like fun. Th- I don't think I've met a fried chicken that I didn't like. If it's done yeah. well, you yeah, get yeah. crappy fried chicken from any culture. Chicken plus grease plus breading equals yum. Mwah, yeah, yeah. Mwah, mwah. It's a perfect concoction of flavors, in my opinion. I actually think fried chicken is the best food. I was mm. going to say I could eat it every single day of my life, and I could. But I would, I would probably I don't die think I sooner. Could. I, I already have I such could. bad genes, dude. <laughs> no, I, I'm at the don't. point. Remember when you were talking about how you lie to your doctor about what? about like drinking habits, yeah, yeah, about yeah, lifestyle, yeah, yeah. just anything. No, just drinking habits. But I'm very honest about everything else. I've started lying about family history of medical diseases. That's bad. No, you can't do that. Why? I just say like I don't. I don't think my doctor <laughs> needs to know that I have like four cocktails on a Saturday. Like that's none of their business. I, I don't think they need to know all the ways in which my <laughs> close family members have died that might influence the way that I'm gonna die. I, I just, just don't <laughs> want to talk about. It. I like don't want to talk about the heart disease in my family. I'm, I'm all like, about it. Are you kidding me? So, I'm so <laughs> honest in that aspect. <laughs> All right, let's start running through countries. When I say a fried chicken, what's the first image that pops in your head? Okay, I'm closing my eyes right now, and the first thing that comes into mm. my head is the scene from The Help where uh, <laughs> one of the characters, I don't remember her name, but it's Octavia Spencer, I believe, and she's frying chicken, and she used a bag to shake it. Yes. But she's frying it in a cast iron skillet, and it's just good old-fashioned southern bone-in, skin-on fried chicken. Same here. Like, yeah. uh an image of a bucket of KFC comes to mind, right? Which, okay. of course, is from that very, like, southern Kentucky, tradition of fried yeah. chicken, right? Kentucky is its own nation. And if they <laughs> secede from the United States, um, I feel like they would have a very powerful huh. chicken-based economy. But no, Southern huh. American fried chicken, right? And, like, a lot of this does come from the black tradition. Of course. Right? Um, the first published recipe ever for fried chicken, I believe, was from 1700s in the American mm. South. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously it was published by a white lady, but definitely cooked by a black, black person. person. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but it is, uh, some people think the origins of it actually come from Scotland, and I'm one of those people. Really? I'm one of those people that thinks it's it was from Jews immigrating all over the world. Jews, Jews, yeah. Jews. Are there Scottish Jews? Yeah, well, okay, so every country just like expelled <laughs> the Jews at some point, and then the Jews came circling back. If you're a Scottish Jew, write in the comments, oi. <laughs> <laughs> Because I've never met one and I would love to meet one if, if they exist. There is a bit of a theory that it actually was expelled English or Scottish Jews, someone okay. from the British Isles uh-huh. um, who worked on ships and they would fry fish right. and they would fry chicken uh, to preserve it for Shabbat. That's and right. There's also the theory that I tend to believe in that uh, Portuguese Jews invented tempura in Japan. Not all of this is solely backed up by history, but it wow. is what I choose to believe, and you must respect my beliefs. Um, <laughs> must. <laughs> must. And so they think that that may have influenced Southern American fried chicken um, because there doesn't seem – there's a lot of, like, Southern foods, a lot of traditionally black foods that do go back to, like, West African roots, right? Of course. A lot of cake, like gumbo. Gumbo is literally a Swahili word. For okra. For okra. Yeah. Um, and there is some, like, West African fried chicken. We made, like, a, a Ghanaian fried chicken dish. I – loved that chicken so much that I think about it all the time. It's a naked fry, right? It's a naked fry. And I love and respect naked fried chicken a lot because in my household, we never fried chicken like that. Interesting. We were naked fry people if and when we fried. Yeah. I Okay. So so, um, let's talk about just like culinary technique real quick. American Southern fried chicken, right? You talked about shaking in a bag. What you do is you take a bone-in, skin-on piece of chicken, and the way that we break down chickens Mm -hmm. in the U.S., we break it down into a wing, a thigh, Uh a leg, and a breast. That's right. Multiply by two, eight pieces on Mm -hmm. a chicken. That is not the case 
everywhere. Different <laughs> cultures break down animals in different ways. Which is so crazy to me. There's like no universal standard for breaking down an animal. I know, which is really cool. Yeah. You go to a Korean barbecue spot and there will be like a cut of meat that's they only have it in Korean. And then it'll say like flower rose cut. And you're like, like what the okay, hell is this? Sure. And then you get it and it's a muscle that you've never seen before. Very and it cool. tastes great. Yeah. So anyways, we break chickens down like that. You uh, might marinate it in buttermilk. True. Right? Which helps break it down. Mm-hmm. Put some salt in there. Pepper. Season it up hot with whatever. Paprika, yeah. hot sauce, garlic, onion, all that stuff. Season up the dredging flour, which is just an AP flour generally. Right. Shake it up. Let it soak in. Cast iron. Fry it. You get the Maillard reaction the from the iron. cast iron. So special. And we tested that. Like deep fryer versus cast iron. Cast iron won. Cast iron won. And I, I wasn't a believer in it either. I was like, just mm-hmm. get an even fry. Cook the chicken evenly. That's better. The little bit of browning from the pan contact to the cast iron. Yeah. Really freaking special. Yeah. Southern American fried chicken to me, there's, I was going to say there's a reason that like KFC proliferated all around the globe. (laughs) That probably has more to do with capitalism. I'd say the latter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And like America philia and also the, you know, modern colonialism and the franchise system, which is unfettered capitalism at its absolute best. I can't wait to be a franchisor one day. Oh my God. We're going to own so many Long John Silver franchises. Dude, let's go. Let's bring it back. Okay. But Southern American fried chicken, do you top it with honey or hot sauce or ranch? Mm, my favorite is honey. Really? My favorite is honey, but I always Ooh. have hot sauce on. Hot sauce is my regular, yeah. but I prefer honey, and I need to ask for honey more often. I actually just went to Gus's Fried Chicken, the OG one in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, and you went to the uh, Gus's in Memphis? Yes. And How good was it? Oh, my gosh. It was delicious. So, again, there's Incredible. American fried chicken, Southern American fried chicken, especially isn't, isn't a monolith, right? No, it's not. You get so many different varieties and flavors, different techniques. You're talking about Gus's, which is from Tennessee, but yep. they use a wet batter. Do they really? Gus is a straight up wet batter. Shut yeah. Shut up. Is so, that why it's so good? Well, that's part I think Gus's is so good because it's so well seasoned. It's so spiced. And like it's the um those sort of like Cajun Louisiana spices. I know they're Stunning. from Tennessee, but like you get the cayenne in there, so you know, good. uh, and it's so aromatic, a ton of black pepper. But the wet batter, it like creates this very thin, shattering crunch on it, as it's opposed like to yeah. the kind of like doughy, craggly, crunchy. Yeah. Which is really freaking great. So for me, I think my first reaction is like Southern Louisiana style fried chicken. I prefer a dry dredge. Okay. But with just like a lot of cayenne in mm. there and then you put extra hot sauce on it. Um, you get the vinegar. I need that vinegary bite from it. Hmm. What about Nashville style hot chicken? I also had that. <laughs> now we're getting, well, I was thinking about that too. Okay. Uh, and now now we're getting into some American regionalities right here, this right? This is fun. I, oh, this is going to be so unfair. I don't love Nashville hot chicken. Okay. Only compared to all the other styles of fried chicken. I really Because to me there's it. no acid in it. It's too much fat, not enough acid. Okay. I had Prince's, which is a very specific type of hot chicken, and yeah. it was incredible. It was an experience in of itself. Yeah. And the different flavors and the, just the depth of flavor that was able to be reached from yeah. the chicken tender is something that was to be marveled at. I've never experienced chicken in that way It's before. a really—so Nashville hot chicken is really unique for a lot of ways because— mm-hmm. One, if you look at the differences in a lot of fried chickens, it just has to do with the aromatics, the flavorings. True. There's different techniques, different flours, different oils, different ways to cut a chicken, but so much of it is just the spices and the way they're expressed. So good, yeah. And the great thing about Nashville hot chicken is you take the hot grease and you bloom the spices. Yeah. You are literally making an Indian tarka. tarka. You're making <laughs> a tarka when I you know, make Nashville hot chicken. It's wild. And that's freaking beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful bite. I almost, if I were to put Nashville hot chicken and Memphis style fried chicken, which one would I eat more often? 
probably the Memphis style. Yeah, but yep. honey, the Nashville is special. Nashville style hot chicken is a special type of chicken that you have once in a blue moon. You can't have it every day or else you will die. No, and it's <laughs> it's such a fun time. Yeah. Um, The other American style of fried chicken yeah. that we need to talk about. Which one? <laughs> Nicole, it's ba- I know what you're saying. It's basically Canada buffalo wings, dude. Oh my god! That to me is oh a very god. American invention. Oh, I never even thought. Whenever I think of fried chicken, again, I I said na- naked, but this is too naked. You think buffalo? So not all buffalo wings are naked. The OG are naked. And I prefer a naked buffalo wing. Me too. Me too. I just didn't Same. think about it because it's a wing. But if you think about buffalo sauce, that to me is like the quintessential <gasps> fried chicken. Accoutrement. It is you crazy man. It's literally it's a it's it, Nicole. It's like an American lemon beurre blanc. It's beautiful, right? Know, a beurre blanc emulsification. Uh, if you do lemon in it, lemon Stunning. juice, water, butter, boom. This is an emulsification of vinegar, pepper, and butter. On I know. That's beautiful. <laughs> I know. That rules. Yeah, to it me, does rule. Spice, vinegar, fried bird meat. Bang, okay, bang, okay. boom. Okay, but but do you think it's fair Bra- to have it aside <clears throat> all these all these floured? chickens i think so okay i think so i think okay. any chicken dropped in hot grease gets to be in the room okay you're right you know I'm, I'm going against my my original saying where i said it was okay so okay because i think once we start going through the internationalists which we got a hefty list so many of them <laughs> are pounded out we're like we're talking about um polo a la milanese from italy oh my right gosh, love that which i do love or it's very similar to schnitzel is very similar to milanesa from like uh-huh. spain and mexico mm-hmm. do you think that is any do you think that has of any course. sort of? Of course, I mean, I mean, schnitzel. I grew up with schnitzel. Schnitzel. I, I love schnitzel so much. I love how flat it is and how it could itself be a plate. I, I do agree with that. <laughs> no, hundred percent. It's and like an edible plate. I like fried chicken where you can like see a lot of technique in it. Sure. And there's yeah. so much technique in a good schnitzel. And if you have a really bad schnitzel or like a bad, we would just call like a chicken cutlet. Sure. Like we had a sandwich. We're not gonna name the sandwich place. Were you there for that? I think V ordered it. It was like a chicken cutlet sandwich, mm-hmm. and the cutlet was like so overcooked that it was just it was leathery. Thick. And no, it was it was like so paper thin. Huh. It was fried so hard that it was leathery. Mm. But if you get a perfectly cooked schnitzel, and there are techniques, right, when you're pan frying it. So this Shake is yeah. pounded out. Uh, either dip it in flour, egg wash, then fine breadcrumb, or straight breadcrumb flour, fine breadcrumb. That's right. And then you put it in a shallow pan, so you get a little bit of browning on it. And you got to shake that pan, Nicole. What is chicken parm? You shake that it's not pan. a schnitzel. So chicken parm's American, though, right? Okay, whatever it is, it's good. It is good. It is good. Chicken parm is like polo alla milanesa, which milanesa literally means from Milan, right? Yes, which sure. is northern Italy? Yeah, Milan's northern It's Italy. the fashion capital of the world, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Ever been? Yes, I am wearing jorts with a black t-shirt that I bought from an Instagram ad. I'm very fashionable, Nicole. Uh, but chicken parm, I was going to say, could be in the running for the best fried chicken dish, but it's also very American. So if we're talking about countries... America's got a lot of different regionalities. Fine, fine. Gosh. I don't know that a non-bone-in, some might call it a bone-out, fried chicken (laughs) (laughs) can ever actually compete with, like, bone-in fried chicken. But I think it's easier to screw up bone-in chicken than it is boneless. It is. That's true, but I... I think that when we argue this, it has to be in good faith that any that any chicken you're eating is done by a good practitioner. Josh, of it. I never ever debate in good faith. Let me start now. <laughs> start. What's it called? What's it called? Scarecrow? Ar- no, straw man arguments. <laughs> I am but a what straw man. What other straw men exist other than know. scarecrows? What? What? I'm saying a scarecrow is a, literally a man made of straw. That's a straw man argument. 
My straw man argument to you would be like, with those with those burnt ends, know what I called split ends? My (laughs) brain is fried. My hair isn't fried. I just got a hair. I know. I was making a straw man argument. You look great. Um, I do. <laughs> what other fried chickens do you want to talk about? Let's look about? in Europe. Let's look in Europe. Trying to think what other fried chickens there are, right? We got all the Milanese, Milanese, uh-huh. schnitzel traditions. Um, Ukraine. Ukraine. Chicken, ki- chicken, 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 Kiev. Chicken, Kiev. Kiev. If you pronounce it Kiev, people will now get mad at you. Oh, really? Sorry. Apparently, that's a Russian pronunciation, and, oh, and people so get Kiev? mad if you say so Kiev. Kiev. Chicken Kiev. Not to be confused with Lviv. I, I, sorry, I recently got back from the Ukrainian village in Chicago where I had uh, chicken Kiev. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is just like an herby butter. It is like it is like a giant milanese. Yeah. Except you roll it in like herb butter until it's like a tube. And then you fry it. And then, Nicole, when you cut into it. I've had it before. It explodes. <laughs> I know. It's exposition for the camera. It's We're hosting really a podcast. It's good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's really good. That beats all other European fried chickens, No, right? no, no, no. No? I think, I think German schnitzel. Actually, no. I can't even do German schnitzel because it needs to be with veal. So never mind. Yeah, there was, that's... Uh, that's Wiener schnitzel. Yeah, Wiener schnitzel's veal. Wiener yeah, yeah, schnitzel's yeah. veal. What's Jaeger schnitzel? Huh? Oh, Jaeger schnitzel's covered in Jägermeister. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. Jaeger okay. schnitzel's thing. I, I, but the thing is, I, I just love... Schnitzel so much that I can't let it go. I can't think, let it go. You think schnitzel could legitimately? I I was throwing schnitzel as a uh, as like a total non factor here just to get it out of the way. Oh man! You think schnitzel could actually be in chicken the running Kiev? for the best? No, but I think it's better than chicken Kiev. Really? Yeah. You don't think you get anything from like a delicious herby compound butter stuffed in the middle of a gigantic fried chicken log? No, because you can have your schnitzel with ketchup. You eat schnitzel <laughs> with ketchup? You don't eat it with like a nice slice of lemon, like the the classic. Yeah, but what the hell? <laughs> What's wrong it's with you? It's one big chicken nugget, Josh. <gasps> chicken nuggets or chicken nuggets, fried chicken? I don't know that. I don't know that we can. Well, okay, so let's get into it. Is it? Let's get into it. Screw is Europe. It? We wait. Hold on, really quick. I have to Google Serbian fried chicken because okay. I think it's a thing Serbians? that isn't a thing in Serbia, but it became a thing in Ohio or something. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Barberton, Ohio, it's something called Serbian fried chicken. It's just giant chicken tenders. They look pretty bad, and they may or may not have anything to do with the country of Serbia. People don't exactly know. Huh. If anybody from Ohio knows anything about Serbian fried chicken, please let us know. Because I remember looking this up a couple years ago, uh-huh. and I was just like, I don't have this the mental faculties <laughs> to deal with this right now. Ohio has so many weird food things going on. I kind of want to go. With the with the Skyline Chili and the Johnny Marzetti. I want to go and eat all those things. I would love to go as well. Um, Where do you want to go? Chicken nuggets. I like chicken nuggets. They says that chicken nuggets, right? McDonald's claims to have invented the chicken nugget. It's actually, I think, the same guy who did the McRib, which was all a thing from the pork board. Science. Yeah, it's using hot, nasty, badass science to sling more animal parts so they couldn't unload. Um, They say that the invention of chicken nuggets, it's a tempura batter, McDonald's, right? It's a wet batter. Of course it is. Yes, we talked about this. We made chicken nuggets. Yeah, it's a wet batter. You also see that in Chinese little cut-up chicken pieces that, especially in Chinese-American food, Mm -hmm. thinking about General Shows chicken, orange chicken, cashew chicken, all that. Oh, yum. Oh, yum. That's a fried. Those are fried chicken dishes. Of course, orange chicken is fried chicken, and it's good fried chicken. 100%. And orange chicken, of course, is a very, very Americanized dish. It's broad. It's broad. Yeah. But there are a lot of very legit Chinese versions of fried chicken that are very similar. Like the General Shows chicken is based off of a legit, I believe it's Hunani's recipe. Um, But my favorite fried chicken... And very, very much in the running, Nicole, for best fried chicken in the world is like Sichuan. They'll call it like twice cooked chicken. It is hacked up into very small bits. Toothpicks? Sometimes it's boneless. You're thinking, I think you're thinking a toothpick lamb. 
Okay. Or maybe they serve toothpicks in this too. Maybe they do. Okay, okay. But it has everything that I love about like American fried chicken, mm-hmm. right? Where you get the the dry seasonings with the chilies and yes, all that. I've had but it. This is just covered in fried whole dried chilies. Yeah. You're popping chilies, little bits of chicken, so you get tons and tons of surface area coverage. It's really good. And then dusted in ground up Sichuan peppercorn, where you get that sensation that's called mala, right? Where your mouth is simultaneously, it's getting hit by a chemical called xanthoxylum that makes your mouth feel like it's being electrocuted, but then you're also burning. So it's like an electrical fire in your mouth from the chilies <laughs> and the peppercorns. Yeah, I've had it before. It's Sichuan impression. It's very good. Same. I don't know that there's a better fried chicken dish. Mmm. <sighs> What about karagi? Who can beat it? Karagi. Karagi, get the heck out of here. No, I do love karagi. Karagi's delicious. Japanese fried chicken. What about katsu? Katsu? Katsu is a Japanese schnitzel. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just on the schnitzel train, man. I I love schnitzel. To me, there's something... I don't know how to put it. There's something chaste. There's something prudish. I don't know what that means. Chaste and prudish. There is something that is not... Engaging and and sensual are about chicken calling, schnitzel. It's anodyne. You, wait a second. It's sterile. Are you calling my chicken preferences prudish? Oh yeah, a plain piece of battered white meat chicken served with lemon and ketchup. Yeah, Nicole, okay, that is chase. What about- I'm over here talking about Chinese fried chicken that's covered in xanthazylum. It makes your mouth feel like it's on fire and all this. And you're talking about a giant chicken There's nugget. Beauty in simplicity, Josh. It doesn't always be pop zing wow. Sometimes you can just have a little bit of normalcy. And there's so when you have a beautiful schnitzel, a really good schnitzel, it can like alter your mood. You know what you sound like right now? You're like the guy who's like, I prefer my women with no makeup. And then it's like, no, I you do don't. You're sound, just saying that. I do not sound like that. You're I'm just covered saying that. in makeup. I love makeup. I, that's not true at all. I all women is beautiful. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I want the pop. I want the thing. I want the wow. Especially I sometimes. That's really good. With just like fried chicken. This isn't like a weeknight simple food. This isn't like you're eating a green salad with some grilled chicken on it. This is Fine. fried chicken. It's one of the most beautiful engaging dishes in the world that has captured the heart of the world, Nicole. But I'm just going to go ahead and circle back right now and say that Southern style fried chicken is the best. (laughs) We don't want to talk about karaage. Oh my gosh, no. Because karaage, karaage, there's a lot of merit to it. And I do love me some Japanese food. Um, So karaage, you take uh, generally like a chicken thigh, right? Cut it up. Cut it up into really small bits and then you marinate it in like a very wet Marinade, which typically I believe has eggs in it. So like egg, mirin, soy. You velvet it? I think it's a velveted with corn. Well, yeah, so it's effectively velveted. So tell them about velveting. So velveting is whenever you take a cornstarch and egg and you just let it kind of sit with the meat a little bit to tenderize it and give it a little bit of body. And then whenever you cook it up, the texture almost alters in a way that the meat is soft but also succulent. You can also put like baking soda helps tenderize yeah, the meat never which some people with, do. I've never my dad you know my dad uses baking soda in his kebab Re- mix. Dude it makes sense. And I always ask him why do you do that? He's like taste it and I'm like it does taste good. So yeah. baking soda with velveting, the, the cornstarch helps. If you want to know what the texture of velveting is, think of beef and broccoli. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you eat the beef and beef and broccoli, if it's at like a very standard Chinese American restaurant, yeah. It don't got the chew of a steak. Yeah, right? but that's it by melts design. in your mouth. That's by design. That's, that's from the, the baking soda yeah. and the velveting process. Mm-hmm. Um, karage, I don't think they'd use baking soda. And chicken, to me, you don't need to velvet. Sometimes you do. You can if you want. I, don't know. I like to velvet my chicken. For me, it's like best of like a tough cut of steak or pork yeah, or something fair, like that. Fair. But uh, with karage, it's a very wet marinade and it's like very sweet and aromatic, mm-hmm. which is cool. I don't know that, to me, I don't think fried chicken needs sugar. That's where I'm coming on this. 
ever? I like sugary. I love sugary fried chicken. Like I love orange chicken. I love karaage. And so uh-huh. karaage, it's then wet battered. And then do you toss it in a dry mix as well or? No. It's just, it's just wet batter. I think and then, it's wet batter and then you pull it out and then it has little crispies. It'll be served yeah. with like sudachi lime or sometimes like sancho pepper or something like that. I've never like had that. it with sudachi lime. Am I, am I making that up? I, th- I don't know. Maybe it's just a lemon. I don't okay, know. That's okay. But it's a very... Um, <laughs> a... <sighs> what's that word for a Japanese gastropub kind of thing? Yummy. No, what's the... Oh my... Izakaya. It's, it's, an, izakaya, it's an izakaya dish. <laughs> Delicious. You start making up, making up Japanese words. Yummy. Itadakimasu. Yummy is not, yummy uh, is not a made no. up word. What? Yummy I thought you were going to start. Never mind. Oishi. 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 Maggie? Oishi. Yeah, Maggie's nodding. Oishi. Uh, Maggie, what's your favorite anime? Death Note. Death Note. Ugh. Maggie says Death you Note. You like anime? I like, um, no, Shinsengumi is a restaurant that I like. <laughs> uh, whatever. My no, favorite no, no. anime is Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. Bubbles. She is the sweetest buttercup. Josh named, Josh named an anime. <laughs> Sugary fried chicken. Let's think about it. What? Where else in the world? There's a big country, a huge, huge, huge contender. Brazil? Th- that we have not named. No. Brazilian. <laughs> okay, so big country. <laughs> not like not like a lot of farmland and people. But I mean, like, there's a big contender in the fried chicken debate. This country does have a lot of people. I believe its capital is the second largest city in the world. Maybe? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Let's think about this. Let's think about this. Where is it? <laughs> Asia? Like Keep going. Um, you got it. You're India? Gonna get the, nope, not India. Um, Although Chicken 65, we'll talk about really it in a good. second. Um, is it China? <laughs> no, we've talked about a couple different Chinese uh, <laughs> fried chickens. Korea, Maybe South Korea, South Korea, South Korea. Okay, well, yeah, South Korean fried chicken is great. Korean fried chicken is probably the sexiest, hottest fried chicken <laughs> in the world right now, right? I don't, I don't mean to commodify sexy. fried chicken in that way. Yeah, but it is like a lot of restaurants in America. Shake Shack, right? They one of their first oh. chicken sandwich variations is a Korean fried chicken sandwich. Their chicken bites are so good. They they are good, right? They're so good. Also, Korean fried chicken. So the way it differentiates, Korean fried chicken is supposedly based on American fried chicken. GIs who were stationed there during the Korean War. I saw Alton Brown talking about that. Yeah, post World War II, yeah. they uh, made fried chicken for their Korean homies during Thanksgiving. Yada yada. That's yeah. how the story goes. Mm-hmm. Um. Korean fried chicken tends to have a rice flour dredge, which means it fries harder and crispier. Mm-hmm. And then if there is a sort of sauce and lacquer, there's a bunch of different flavors. But the one that we think of is a very thick, very sweet, very fermenty gochujang sure. puree, right? Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. It has a shattering crunch. <laughs> That's sweet. You know, That's I know. But I'm saying, like, do you think that could be in the running? Is that in your top three I or think four? The only reason I like it is because of the ritual of eating it. And, and there's a, there's a single um, word, chimak. Chimak, like the ritual of eating fried chicken and drinking beer is fun. I agree with that, and it's a good way to do it. But I don't know if the ritual in itself creates like the best fried chicken experience. Because I can turn any fried chicken eating into a ritual <laughs> if I have a bunch of beer and friends with me, which yeah. I generally do when I'm yeah. eating fried yeah, chicken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Korean fried chicken. I feel like I feel like we need a ringer to come in and explain why it's so much better than everything else. Because I feel like I should love Korean fried chicken more than I actually do and I, I again i love it i love, I love it. all fried chicken i love all fried chicken too i think it's fun but i don't know if it's i think it's top five but i don't think it's the best yeah uh thai fried chicken is another one okay yeah yeah i've had it once at anna jack thai and it was really good <laughs> thai fried chicken's really good it was phenomenal right generally bone in uh, i would the most most of the time i've had it it's called hat yai fried chicken hat yai i think yeah. is this type of street vendor you forgot something really important what? What about the Honduran fried chicken from Tegucigalpa? I didn't forget it. Also, no, it's not from te- it's not from Tegus because I said it was from Tegus, yeah. and everybody's like, 
damn, I can't remember where it's actually from. Like, if you want to look up other, just look up other cities in Honduras, and I'll, I'll recognize the um, name. But yeah. everybody from this other city was just like, hold on, not that, not that. San Pedro Sula. Okay. Everybody from San Pedro Sula commented on my Twitter. And they were like, nah, this is SPS, bro. Tegu sucks. <laughs> um, Honduran folks, y'all seem to really hate Tegucigalpa, and I don't exactly know why, but I trust you. Um, so, yeah, Pollo Chuco in Honduras, and there's a couple different fried chickens. That? That's the best fried chicken I've ever had. That was the craziest. Explain to the people what it is. Cause... So, it's called Pollo Chuco, yeah. which literally translates to like dirty chicken or <laughs> garbage chicken, and it is a street food, became a very popular sort of drunk food uh, mm-hmm. in metropolitan areas in Honduras. And the way you do it is very similar to American cuts, right? There's a lot of American-style fried chicken in Mexico, in sure, yeah. uh, in Central America. Guatemalan chicken chain Pollo Campero is in America now, and they're delightful. I love Pollo. That's where I want to franchise. Pollo Campero, I will franchise you. <laughs> so Pollo Chuco from Honduras, <laughs> what you do is you take the like uh, bone-in, skin-on chicken, you marinate it in lemon juice, in vinegar, mustard. in mustard, yeah. uh, in uh, oregano, cumin, cumin uh-huh. and chicken bouillon, which you get the MSG in the fried chicken, and you let that marinate for a while, so you get all that acid penetration, all the salt penetration, a little bit of the funk from the cumin, right? The MSG, herbaceousness in the oregano, there's not a single ingredient that doesn't need to be there, and then you dredge that because the mustard gives a lot of body to hold on to. Yes, which is helpful. Very helpful. You dredge it in a very heavy, again, cumin, oregano, black pepper, salt, uh, dredge, Mm -hmm. fry it off, and then what you do, hold on, you top it with like a pink sauce, that's just like a ketchup mustard mayonnaise situation. So good. And then you top it, it with like a salsa roja, like mild red chili sauce. So it's just fried and acidic and spiced and drenched in multiple different sauces, including a mayonnaise sauce. Then you serve it with salsa chimol, which is like a radish pico de gallo. Mm-hmm. And then you serve it with like a curtido, like a pickled cabbage. Mm-hmm. So you get the pickles, you get that like, uh, you know, radish kimchi thing that I love with Korean fried chicken, something that we don't really have in America with our fried chicken. And then you serve it on a giant bread of fried plantains. Di- giant bed of fried. What did I say? <laughs> giant bread of flan. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> Josh, you just explained that so good, and for the average person that is not eating it, they're missing out. Right? Yeah. Pollo Chuco, Honduras, number one fried chicken in the world. It's number two for me. Number one is Southern style fried chicken. Man, always coming right back, be. coming right back to Southern where you came from. Southern style fried chicken, Pollo Chuco. Um, I have Korean. Sich- I have like Sichuan. Um, okay, you say your top five. Go for it. Top five. Uh, Pollo Chuco from Honduras, okay. number one. Number two, we didn't talk about it yet, but Chicken 65 from India. Oh, my gosh. Chicken 65. Yeah. It was invented at the Hotel Buhari. <laughs> Nobody knows why it's called Chicken 65. There's a lot of rumors about Maybe it. the person from Room 65 ordered it. No, it was like oh. there's 65 different chilies in it, but it is um, wet battered and fried and just served with lime and marinated onion, and it's so heavily spiced so with Kashmiri chili. Um, fan-freaking-tastic. Love Chicken 65. Uh, they do a good version of it at, um, at Mayura. In Los Angeles. And then number three, uh, Sichuan. Okay. Sichuan chicken. Number four, Southern American, like Louisiana, heavily, heavily cayenne. And then for five, like you got to go, I'll throw Korean there. That's a good list. You want to know what my list is? Yeah, yeah. Southern style fried chicken. Shenitzel. Shenitzel, baby. (laughs) Pollo chuko. Korean. And hmm, let me see. Let me look at this list over here. We didn't talk about the West African naked fried chicken. And naked fried chicken. We talked about it a little bit. We talked about it a little bit. I talked about it enough. What about Persian fried chicken? 
No such thing. I found it. Okay, there's one restaurant. No such thing. You're Hold lying. On. No, I'm not crazy. You're, you're crazy. There's one restaurant in LA, Nicole, where it was a it was a fried Cornish game hen, and it was a very specific regional recipe, and there was a pomegranate molasses glaze on glaze on it after it was fried. And it was like a confit fry. It was like a slow fry. Mm. Was it good? Not really, but My I'm really glad. My people know nothing of this food. <laughs> I'm really glad I tried it. I've never heard of it before. Sounds good, but nope, not that would not be on my top. Let's try and scrape real quick. What fried chicken dishes did we miss? I've had a lot of Taiwanese popcorn chicken, which is really great. I do like popcorn chicken. We could talk about like Brazilian cochinha. Meh. Chicharron de pollo from Puerto Rico. That's good. Is there any like like Mexican uh, fried chicken? I mean, there's like like pollo a la milanesa, not which really. you know. Not really. I don't want really to mess with. Uh, Carl's Jr. Chicken Stars. It's a chicken <laughs> nugget, but it's in the shape of a star. That's pretty fun. Uh-huh. What else is uh, there? The fries. Chicken fries. Chicken fries from BK. Horrible. Yeah. The Hate Burger them. King. Um, I don't think I had any fried chicken in South Africa. I went to, I used to, I went to South Africa once. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I think we exhausted most fried chickens. <laughs> Are you okay? It says wrap. Josh, it says rap. What are you looking at? Angola. Josh, what are you looking Mongolia. <laughs> oh, Indonesia. 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 <laughs> Indonesia. Malaysia, Malaysia. Uh, Malaysia. Malaysia probably does, but Indonesia has a really good fried chicken that we didn't talk about. It's um, never uh, had it uh, ayam goreng. Ayam goreng. Okay. Ayam goreng, number six. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss it later. God, I want fried chicken. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles. Sorry, I got into goblin mode. (laughs) I'll be gobbling this fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, we need... uh, are we, st- are we starting the podcast again? <laughs> Did the music play? The and then the graphic rolls up. Anyways, okay, the Sichuan fried chicken dish, it's called Lazi Chi, which I'm probably mispronouncing. Um, the six people who always roast me for any Chinese pronunciation, feel free to do it again. I probably got it wrong. Um, and also, Ayam Goreng is uh, both Malaysian and Indonesian. Yeah. That's why I said Malaysia. You did. Yeah. You did. You did. Maybe I, it was just a happy accident. I know more Indonesian people, Davin, than I know Malaysian people. Not a single person. Do you want something for that information exchange? I don't know. Do you, Maggie, how many Malaysian friends do you have? Uh, Maggie, play the first opinion. <laughs> I'm open. To, I, it's not that I like. Josh! I've just never, like, I don't know that I've met a Malaysian person. Hi, my name's Anna, and I was wondering about whether or not you guys know any local isms i don't know a better way to phrase it for example i'm from vermont and i've been transplanted into massachusetts but where i grew up foster of ice cream is very specifically called the creamy just wondering if you guys knew any other local terms thanks love the podcast bye what is this about a creamy so like there's um for instance right like you'll get like water ice. Water ice is a very weird local term for an Italian ice that has become sort of its own thing. Sure. You go in Vermont or wherever and you get a creamy. Um, you go, God, I don't know, because so the correct answer is no, that we actually don't have that many in Southern California. There may be um, that I can't think of, but there's an actual reason. It has to do with 
a lot of older generations, right? People came out to the West Coast later, especially Mm -hmm. uh, whites. You know, a lot of, again, California was part of Mexico until the 1800s. But you get like a lot of older generations who settled on the East Coast. um, And there are literally like geographical dividers, Nicole, Mm. that separate the way that people speak still to this day. Like if you go something about like the Connecticut River, where if you go to the West, people say park your car. You go to the the East, people say park your car. So there's a lot more regionalisms and regional accents on the East Coast. On the East Coast. um, And also in the South as well. Again, a lot more older families there. Whereas the West Coast, you get a lot more cultural interchanging and mixing, which actually creates more homogenization in speech. Mm. That's why you look at newscasters, the way that they're trained to speak is in, quote, non-regional dialectical English, which shares most similarity to some people say Southern Californian. Some people think Southern Californian is too much vocal fry uh, and affectation. But like somewhere on the West Coast, like a Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. style accent. Okay. What so about, we don't have that many, but can about, you think of any? What about speaking in a transatlantic accent? On the transatlantic the accent, trans-Atlantic it's almost accent. British. Yeah, no, it's kind almost posh. It's almost like you don't even know where it's from, but you've heard it before and there's, you're going to hear it again. There's a strange accent called the Boston Brahmin, what? which has a lot of British affectations too, and it is very much like an upper crust Boston accent. Boston is probably Weird. the most fascinating, you know, from the North End to the South End, you know, uh, Back Bay, all that. Very different accents wow. in Boston, and that again is an American city that has hundreds of years of developing the English language and not as much movement in or out. Cool. So there's intro. Like I learned a word when I was in Baton Rouge. Uh, the guy's like, y- "Y'all want to go get a little lanyap?" And I was like, "What is a lanyap?" And the way that he used it, I think it's like a nosh. Nosh is a fun little regional uh, Yiddish, uh, Jewish, you know. Logma. Something. Logma. Logma is a good one. But as far as like specific food things. I don't think we have any. Like some people call milkshakes like fraps. You go to one region in, in New Jersey and to, and uh, pizza's, so called, to pizza's called a tomato pie. Okay. I don't think we have that here. What about like with regards to like Mexican food? Like I taco? Don't, I don't you know? think we have that here. No. I truly don't. I'm racking my brain and I can't find a single ism. I can't think of a singleism either, and that makes me sad because uh, regionality and speech is really beautiful. Yeah, you start one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where do you want to? What do you want to be about? Uh, uh, go get some. Uh, no, I can't think of one. Okay, let's let's. Frindle. Let's, what's a frindle? A hot dog. Alambres. 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 You get alambres. What are you? That's say- a frindle. That's a frindle now. We're going. Let's go frind it up. Get a frindle. Let's be serious. I don't. I don't have one. Okay. Whenever we go, okay, what do we like to do, me and you? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are like, like talk crap on our coworkers? Outside of, no, outside of here. Watch clips from The Idol, the worst show in the world, uh, and close the door so nobody watches us <laughs> watching clips, and then make fun of the weekend this going, is an HR and then make fun of the weekend going, open your mouth. This is an HR <laughs> We like no, to do that. Think about, like, something we like to do. Like, like what's, what's a food that both of us like? Fried chicken. Okay. So whenever we want to go eat fried chicken, mm-hmm. we're like, do you want to go have a little... Crunchy boys. <laughs> get some, let's go get some crunchy let's boys. Let's crunch on those boys. boys. I like crunchy boys. Crunchy boys. So from now on, whenever we want fried chicken, we just look at you and say, crunchy, crunchy boys? boys? Crunchy boys? Okay. Crunchy boys. All right. We're doing that. it. Welcome to the ism. Hi, this is Grace from Grand Rapids. Your voices are so creepy just now. They're sexy. Um, anyways, <laughs> I wanted to say, or sexy I don't know like if you talked about this idol. before on the podcast. This isn't a hot take, but 
Um, do you guys know about food aversions? Or I think that's what it's called. One time I was eight years old. I had a lot of pizza pockets. I ate like a billion of them at my grandma's house. Later that night, I threw them all up in my hair, uh, and my hair is really long. I had to take a bath, and then I kept throwing up the rest of the night. Ever since then, I haven't eaten pizza, and I'm 23 now. So that's quite a long time, and mm-hmm. I don't eat it because of that memory. So do you guys have any foods that are like that for you? <laughs> I feel like it would be an interesting thing to talk about. Yes, I do. Um, so when I was maybe like uh, 12, 13 years old, I went to Vegas with my family and um, I ate a Caesar salad and it was the best Caesar salad I've ever had. I was like, oh, this is delicious. I love Caesar salad. I'm going to eat Caesar salad all the time from now on. I threw up on my bed in the hotel and I didn't eat a Caesar salad for five years until suddenly I was like, oh. Why am I so scared of a food? It's not a big deal. I ate it once. I had a bad experience. There's no way I'll have the same experience again. Life is too short. There's no way that I'm going to vomit in my bed again from eating a Caesar salad. So I ate the Caesar salad. And guess what? I didn't throw up. I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel any kind of way. And now Caesar salad is one of my favorite foods. I actually listed on my top hundred that we did together. You sure did. I love Caesar salads now. Just because I had a bad experience when I was younger, I didn't let it affect me in older age. I, I did have a moment. I had five years where I did not come near it and I was scared of it, but I don't have that aversion yeah, anymore. That exposure, the exposure helps. Yeah, I'm a big fan of exposure therapy. Whenever I'm scared of something, mm-hmm. for example, I used to be scared of driving next to, uh, not boats, <laughs> I was scared of driving next to like trucks on the freeway. So I was like terrified of it, okay? I thought I was going to die every time I drove next to one. So I was like, you know what? There's no way I can live like this anymore. So I would purposely (laughs) drive next to the trucks. That's a bad idea. And I was desensitized and I was fine. Yeah, but like trucks actually have larger blind spots than any other car. But yeah, but I would be safe and and I I would be safe about it. That's like saying like you're afraid of sharks. So instead of just like going swimming in the ocean, you're like, I'm going to jump next to the shark. Yes. Like, no, there's a real, you would advocate. That's how I, that's how I get over stuff. And I'm a very mentally agile, healthy person. You know, it's like saying you're afraid of raw chicken and then you're just like, well, I'm going to start eating raw chicken. It's like, no, 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 there's limits. No, no, there's limits to it. There's a reason. Yeah, but pizza's harmless. Caesar salad's harmless. I <laughs> Driving next to trucks isn't harmless. It, no, it's not. Like It's slightly more harmful Angeles. than not. Yeah, it's going to happen. I live in Los Angeles. Nobody likes driving next to semi-trucks. N- I don't like it either, but I had to get over my fear in order to function. I'm not going to tell you I had to get over life. my fear in order to function, Josh, because I had to commute. I commute. <laughs> And I'm not going to take the side streets. You act like I don't commute. Everybody commutes. It's L.A. I know. That's what I'm what, saying. You, what, what, you I, couldn't allow, I couldn't allow my fear, my irrational fear to control me anymore. So I said, screw it. I'm going to be comfortable around it instead of be scared of it. I had a very similar food experience, but a little bit different with light beer. Um, and I couldn't smell it for five years without dry heaving. But I gradually exposed myself to it later, and yeah. I got stronger because of it, and now I love light beer. Eat pizza. Just stop. Stop it. Stop complaining. Josh. Eat pizza. I don't know. Tough lo- does tough love work? <laughs> Hi, Josh and Nicole. I've been listening to your podcast a long time. Thank you. I just want to tell you, Josh, you're wrong. Yeah. Laffy Taffy does not taste like gasoline. Only banana. It does taste like gasoline. Is gasoline? Plain flavored Red Bull. Oh. Coconut's the best, uh, obviously, but plain Red Bull tastes mm-hmm. exactly how gasoline smells, and it is my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, yeah let's go. Bye. 
I love Red Bull flavor. I know the Red Bull flavor you're talking about. I believe it is Gorana. I like the flavor of it, but I know I can't drink energy drinks. They're really bad for me. Like uh-huh. I, my heart will, <laughs> my heart will fall out of my butthole. And I oh no, no, no! Your butthole's got to stay where your butthole is. Your heart's got to stay where your heart is, Nicola. <laughs> so I can't. So I can't have energy drinks. Just it's gonna end bad. But it's none of it's real except for the caffeine, right? That we like vitamin B twelve and guarana and taurine and all this stuff. Like none of that does anything other than caffeine. And Red Bull ain't got that much caffeine. But I think it is the guarana flavor. Tastes good. I think the U.S. banned, if I have this right, the U.S. banned Red Bull from using guarana-based caffeine, but it could keep the artificial guarana flavor or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I think I remember reading articles about that. But there's a a weird reason why Red Bull has such a unique taste and why so many energy drinks after them also have that weird gasoline taste. Rockstar is probably the strongest to me, but they all... Really are like a a plain monster, like takes your breath away from that mm, fumy nature. Never of it. had it. Oh God, it gets y'all jacked up. But I do love them. That's an interesting observation. Cook with Red Bull, it's fun. So fun I, so I love the way gasoline smells. So being able to taste Red Bull, <laughs> it makes me think I'm drinking gasoline. Yeah, well, fun. and it's also the color of gasoline. Uh, yeah, kind of a or pee <laughs> deeply leaden, uh, unhydrated urine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah, pee, yeah. gasoline or pee, gasoline or pee. That's a fun guessing game. <laughs> I was just about to say we should play it on on the show because yeah, you know you want to drink one but don't want to drink the other. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, gasoline yeah. or pee. That's fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> First off, so abnormal. Those voices made me feel some sort of way. I'm feeling pretty good right now, Eric. <laughs> oh my. This is Eric and Perry from Lexington, Kentucky. It's two people. Hey y'all. Uh, also part of this is my bourbon podcast and. We it, we have opinions on the hot brown, which hot brown. is Kentucky's, oh, Kentucky hot brown. Well, I guess like not native dish, but our our dish yeah. that people most know us for. But the thing is, like, we don't think that people I don't, talk about it. Enough. I don't see TikTok recipes for the hot brown. Yeah, there's no like. <laughs> that's a good hot brown hat. That's a good point. Yeah, like I mean, it's there's so many variations you could do. But when you got a good hot brown, you had a hot it's, brown. It's no. magical. I can't believe you never made a hot brown. It's mythical. <laughs> it's it makes you feel something. I love that there's two people on. So this what call. do you guys think? Is is the hot brown not talked about enough? Is that what we sound like? Have you had a hot brown? Have you had a bad hot brown? Because I feel like you I've can make bad a, hot browns a bad day. hot brown pretty easily, but a good <laughs> hot brown, a, poo. a good hot brown <laughs> is uh, where it's at. Pour some bourbon over top of it too. Whoa! No, just drink your bourbon on the side. Yeah. I mean, I think you should pour bourbons over food all day long. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Love you. Love you too, y'all. Lexington, Kentucky, <laughs> hot brown. Hot brown is an okay. open faced sandwich yeah. with, I believe, Maggie. If you could look it up right now, but I believe is it a large slice of bread with? Is it a cheese sauce? Is is it a Mornay? Mornay. Mornay. The Mornay uh, roasted turkey, tomato, and cracked pepper bacon. Uh, roasted turkey, tomatoes, Mornay sauce. Yeah. Is there and there's bacon on it? Yeah, there's bacon on it. Great sandwich. I mean, it's a very Americanified version of like a croque, croque madame or I'd croque, croque monsieur. I would eat it. With the bechamel, the cheese, the pork product. This got turkey in it, which turkey, Native American bird. Love turkeys. You know what I mean? I love me some turkey. Um, I would just put another piece of bread on top and slop on that wop, though. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I, like, I open face sandwiches. Do you eat this with a fork and knife? Yeah, you're supposed to, but. But can you uh, pick it up and eat it like a. I sure would, right? There's no reason I shouldn't be it able to good. eat it with my hands. I would eat one. Um, I don't think. I think we'll do a TikTok about it. We absolutely will. Okay, we'll um, do a TikTok about it. S- bread is my favorite starch base for anything. I like bread. So, like, to me, cover bread in sauces and condiments and okay. other accoutrements. 
right? So I'm all about the hop round. We should do it. We'll make it on the uh, we'll make it on the TikTok. Okay, we'll make it on TikTok. Good idea. One more, Maggie. One more. Uno más. Solamente uno más. Por favor. Muchas gracias. Hi, Maggie. Nicole. Hey, Josh. Hi. Hey, buddy. I want to shout out to Gooey Butter Cake. Yes. Gooey yes, Butter yes, yes. Cake is really, really good. Don't knock it till you try it. Not only gooey butter cake's good, but gooey butter cake ice cream, Ooh, gooey butter cake cookies, Jenny's baby, gooey butter cake donuts. Say it again. Like gooey butter cake is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Get gooey butter cake. Make gooey butter cake. Shout out to gooey butter cake. Shout love out. Love gooey butter cake. I love gooey butter. Gooey butter cake significantly better than Angel Food, than Pound, than gooey Victorian Sponge. Gooey butter cake. Pretty the good. king of cakes. More king of cake than a king cake. I really like gooey butter cake. More people should eat gooey butter cake. You know who claims to be the American capital Cheesecake of gooey butter cake? Cheesecake Factory? No, St. Louis. Oh. The hell? <laughs> Does Cheesecake Factory claim to be the American capital of gooey butter cake? Do they have gooey butter cake at Cheesecake Factory? You said that so confidently. Like there was no other answer other than Cheesecake Factory that could have been. No, St. Louis. Anyways, this is our official apology to St. Louis, and Nicole's officially lost her mind. Thank you so much for stopping by. What are we called? Hot dog. ZocDoc.com slash hot dog. Uh, <laughs> this has been our no, final episode. No. We will not be doing podcasts God going forbid, forward bite because your bite your tongue. Oh, you gotta go like. No. Oh. Okay. Stomp twice. Stomp uh, twice. I'm stomping. Thank you. Anyways, we got new audio-only episodes every Wednesday and new video episodes every Friday. Thank you for supporting us on our Patreon. We got a link to the Patreon, Maggie? <laughs> we don't have Patreon. Stop Send me spreading money. false information. <laughs> if you want to be featured on Opinions or like Casseroles, give us a ring and leave a quick message at 833-DOG-POD-1. Nicole's on Cameo. Nicole, shout out, tell them about your Cameo. I literally... I would like a cameo. I think I got an email from Cameo to do cameos. <laughs> For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. Nicole, what's your Twitch? I, uh, Trevor Everts. <laughs> Find me on fancam.com. <laughs>